Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden and we're going to be discussing AC Milan, some of their new acquisitions, off-season moves, club news, and stuff of that nature. Um, I'm just going to let Caden take it away here because uh, this is his club, I guess you can say, for, for all of uh, football internationally. But Caden, um, what's, uh, what's new? Mm. So I'm just going to start off by saying we've had a great Mercato by far. And I'd say one of the best transfer markets and, you know, summer transfer markets that we've seen from AC Milan from the past, you know, couple of years. And that being said, I think we can already rank the acquisitions that we've made and some of the departures that we've, you know, signed off on. I think we rank within, you know, if not top five, 100% top 10 in all clubs in football in just how well we did this transfer market and starting off it was a little bit rough you know going into the transfer market with Ismail Benacer you know the hurt ankle uh question marks around Theo question marks around uh will uh Rafael Leal resign we ended up getting Rafael resign and then the big the big surprise was selling Sandro Tonali which everyone was against and then like legit right before we sold Sandro Tonali we sold the man who Love Sandro Tonali the most. We're not even sold. We fired him. Fucking Paolo Maldini, our GM, who is the greatest defender of all time and played his entire career at AC Milan and uh, was kind of uh, in the same boat as Sandro Tonali, coming up through the youth system in AC Milan to actually playing for AC Milan, winning Scudettos for AC Milan, you know, just winning glory for your club. And Sandro Tonali was one of those wonder kids, one of those absolute bright spots of the team last year we didn't have you know completely the best season but we had so many bright spots that we could have got that we were happy about and we have reasons to keep on getting happy about Rafael Leal going on probably the best season of his entire career Uh, Theo Hernandez asserting himself as one of the best defenders and in my book the best left back in the entire world Mike Mignon showing out on the global stage and you know going through adversity with breaking his leg right before the World Cup and then his team loses the World Cup final so for him to come back from that and kind of revive our our season you know get Tata Rosanu out of out of the net and for that kind of brief period of time when Mike Mignon had his broken leg it was just not looking good for us as a whole he came back kind of kind of put the team on its back but uh I'm here to talk about some of the, the transfer news, and uh, I think since since our last episode, we were just talking about rumors, a lot of those rumors have come to fruition, and some of those were uh, Christian Pulisic being completely signed and everything, and uh, Samuel Chukwesi being completely signed, he was top five in one-on-one takeouts in the entire world last season, and that's, that's insane, having more than the likes of Holland, having more than the likes of Mbappe, you know, just... Him being him makes himself such a good winger, and I don't really I don't have his stats right in front of me, but I know he didn't have half bad of a season. So we're just kind of building that that depth at right winger that we've always needed because at the attack it's been Rafael Leal or nobody. You know what I mean? And we can't keep on doing that. And with us getting Samuel Chukwesi, that to me is the second biggest pickup of our entire transfer window. I want to talk about my favorite pickup, another guy we were just talking about, only rumors last time we had our, our uh, AC Milan episode, was Tejani Reinders. Oh my, this kid, I, I was so high on this kid coming into this, 
and he's from a uh, AZ Alkmaar, the uh, the Dutch the Dutch club, and was a starting uh, CDM there, and played a little bit of center midfield as well. But he has that ability to just cross the field, make you know brilliant passes, like we saw in that Juventus game that he just played and that he just started in. He played briefly in the Real Madrid game. And there was no part of each game where I'm saying, this guy is the problem. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. the reason why we didn't win. Because we ended up losing both games against uh, Real Madrid and Juventus. But honestly, they don't really fucking matter. They're just preseason games. And we put up one hell of a fight against Real Madrid. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, yes, some great some great signings. Trevor, uh, I, I know you didn't watch the Real Madrid game. You didn't watch the, the Juventus game. But just by... Judging off the amount of players that we've gotten and taking my word for what I'm saying about the players, how, how do you think we've been doing? Um, seems to be one of the more active uh, clubs, at least, mm. overall. I mean, even in Serie A, just yeah. seem to be making a lot of sign-ins and a lot of moves, you know? We spent, I think, with, uh, with the next player, we're hoping to get Jonas Musa. That will put us over, I think, the $110 million mark with how much we've spent this, this summer. Damn. And uh, that is a lot more than I was expecting to spend. And I don't mind it at all. I think this is one of the best transfer windows, one of the most exciting transfer windows in the entire world, just packed full of potential. And uh, we've seen this go both ways. You know, with Chelsea, we've definitely seen this go both ways. They legit had, you know, um, we we didn't spend $600 million like they did, but uh, legit just a, a transfer window full of potential, and it didn't, didn't work out the best way for them. But uh, again, we didn't spend $600 million, so I, I'm a little bit more confident or, or I would feel, I would feel more okay with if these players don't turn out how they're supposed to. But uh, I feel, I feel like we've made some smart, smart decisions. Talking about a smart decision, uh, Ruben Loftus Check from Chelsea, he he was making smart decisions and smart plays all throughout that Real Madrid game, all throughout that start of that Juventus game, and honestly, he has made like I was not very high on him coming into this, and you know mostly because I didn't know a lot about him. And coming from that god awful Chelsea squad, uh, I didn't, I didn't really want him the mo- like as much as I probably should have. But uh, you know, he played. Uh, Chelsea played uh, AC Milan in the Champions League group stage, and they beat us three 0 And uh, that was when the Loftus Cheek was on the field against us. He he performed against us. One of the best players on the pitch against us on Chelsea that game. And I do like how. We're taking notes, you know. We see who plays well against us. We could probably use him. And that's what I like about, like, any team. If, if any team is doing that, you know they have smart minds behind who they're buying, who they want. And at that time, Lubin Loftus-Sheck, I'm pretty sure, was still one of the brainchilds of Paolo Maldini. And it was one of the guys that Paolo Maldini really wanted to get. So I understand why we, you know, fo- follow through with getting him. And whoever Paolo wants, I want. You know, I, I'm very high on what he, what he has produced for us in the, the three seasons that he was here, you know, th- three or four seasons, one Scudetto, you know, f- fucking four seasons that he was here. That's fucking crazy. Going going far in the Champions League, then we just fire him like that. But uh, another guy who has uh, surprised me a lot, his name is Luca Romero. He's 18. He's about five foot five. He's an Argentinian. He's a right winger. And, uh, man, he, uh, you know, it was funny because before we even got him, he was on uh, our, our brother Brady's uh, FIFA squad, and he's like a 94 overall for Brady, and Brady didn't even like 
di- didn't mess with his overall or anything, just pure potential from Luca Romero. Damn. And then we picked him up, and I was like, Brady, guess who the fuck AC Milan just signed on? Free transfer. Zero dollars zero to sign him. Wow. Uh, Luca Romero. And he came in in that, uh, in that Real Madrid game because Junior Messias, our right winger, got hurt. And very early into that game, hopefully he gets better. But honestly, he's one of the guys that's looking to uh, leave us in this transfer window. But uh, Luca Romero came onto the pitch. For the time he was there, he stole the ball from Vinicius, scored an outside-the-box fucking worldy into the right corner on Real Madrid. We went up 2-0 on Real Madrid. <laughs> then we lost three. We lost three, three, two. Jeez. Because Valverde had two goals in like three minutes. She was Damn. crazy, bro. Second half, it was legit a tale of two halves. We dominated the first half, you know, two nil going into the second half, three two, at the end, that last ninety minutes, kind of heartbreaking, but uh, it is just a, a midfield I mean, not midfield. It is just a preseason game, so seeing our midfield produce like how they did. It makes me excited for what we're going to see in the future. And Jesus, if Luca Romero, if we can harness what Luca Romero has, then that's a very dangerous player. I feel like he's got that dog in him. And just from not only watching him play, but uh, I was watching some of his some of his interviews and some of him just talking on the uh, on the uh, on the web and. Honestly, he, he has that AC Milan attitude, very confident in everything he does, and I'm very glad that we're having a part of the uh, of, of the squad. And one guy we've gotten, but we haven't seen yet, is Noah Okafor, striker from RB Salzburg, uh, Bundesliga team. I know um, Brandon would know all about Noah Okafor. I don't know much about him. I do know that we bought him for $14 million, and he is very, very speedy. Didn't have an insane season last year, but he was pretty good in the uh, in Champions League. I believe he, he played six matches and had three goals in Champions League, which is not bad at all. A 50% goal, goal, goal contribution a game is not bad at all, especially in one of the biggest competitions in the entire world. Uh, doing it on the big stage is what matters most, especially for AC Milan, because that's all we do is big stage. But uh, speaking about another guy, uh, Christian Pulisic, I know you've seen him play a lot in international games, and you've seen what he can bring to a team. Trevor, what do you think about him? Um, I, you know, I think he's probably the best American soccer player right now in the world, and maybe ever, probably ever. Um, that's a great pickup for them, especially then, since they're like a historically, you know, known franchise over there in Italy and Europe and stuff the like world. that. The world, the world. and uh, just to see an American go play for him, it's pretty awesome. But. Yeah. Brings the speed, the burst. Um, it's got good handles. Mm. I mean, you know, he'll have a blunder here and there with like a setup or. He had an assist against Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean, they're already they already know what they got with him, man. I mean, I think mm. everyone knows who he is and everyone knows his game, but uh, he, he definitely brings that uh, that like you were talking about that cockiness as well. He's yeah. a cocky asshole, and, and that's tell. honestly that's kind of the AC Milan attitude. You see it like. Somebody who embodies it perfectly is is Laton, and uh, there's there's some ramblings that he would sign a one year contract. Uh, like recently, people are talking about how he wants to sign a one year contract, and uh, he was like, "I can still do it." He posted a, a video on his Twitter 
couple days ago of him doing a bicycle kick when he was at the beach. He was just chilling at the beach. Someone throws him up the ball. He just does a fucking bicycle kick. He bicycle kicks the ball. There's lots on if you're somehow listening, bro. MLS. He's the fucking goat. MLS. I feel like if if any, if he would come back for any team, it would be AC Milan, and he probably wouldn't even play. It would just be for the vibes. You know what I mean? But if he were to come back, I would like him to come back in management, which is what I think he will end up doing in his career because football is his whole life. You know, you see a guy like Zlatan, a guy like Messi, a guy like Ronaldo, David uh, Beckham, David Beckham, guys like Luis Suarez, you know, who have that it factor in them. This is their whole life. You know what I mean? Paolo Malini. This is their entire life. They're gonna go into this, you know, throughout their entire life. They can't. They can't play anymore, so what's the next best thing? Go be a coach, go be a GM, go be a mind somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Go help the team that you love. Go help any team. Just be around the sport that you love. And coaching is such a good option to do it. And you see so many retired players get into it. And uh, I think this lockdown will be no different. But uh, moving on to the uh, to the big uh, elephant in the room, Jonas Musa. Another, the uh, American CDM. He watched him play in the CONCACAF. Yeah. Uh, not, not CONCACAF. It was actually the Nations. What was it? It was a, the Nations Cup? Something yeah, like something, that. something like that. Uh, but uh, I know we won that against Mexico or against Canada. And he was a baller in that Mexico game. He was a baller in that uh, in that Canada game. We really wouldn't have kept the clean sheet both times if it wasn't for him and his inventive play in that midfield. And what he's been doing all season long for Valencia in La Liga has been going kind of unnoticed, in my opinion. Uh, he, he is, right now, we're fixing to buy him for about $20 million, and that's with add-ons. So we're looking about a transfer fee of maybe 18 to $17 million. And we are fleecing the fuck out of these jits. Okay? Valencia, get fucked. If we get... Giannis Musa for $18 million, get fucked, okay? That is a 25 to $30 million player, and we're going to snuff them. And he's going to be good for our, our midfield, too. And what that kind of thinks for me is we got Rinders. We're getting Musa. We're going to be looking for another big exit, you know, like we're looking for in Sandro Tonali. Uh, we have Ishmael Benacer, who just a catastrophic injury to his, his ankle in the Champions League. Uh, so I don't see if... Uh, I, not that I don't see uh, Ishmael Benacer at our club for a very long time. It's just that I do see the relationship between Ishmael Benacer and AC Milan fading just mm. because we'll have a lot less need for him. And it's kind of a shame because Ishmael Benacer is one of the best midfielders maybe in the world for what he can do and his positional value. Just, you know, you want to pass in. You want someone to have perfect touch on it. And he's kind of a sniper when it comes to that. And he's perfect for AC Milan last season. And with his injury to his ankle and, again, getting on his Musa, getting Loftus check, getting Rinders, that seems to me that we're looking. We just bought a whole new midfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to have to sell a midfield. You have to, you know, if you buy a midfielder, you're going to have to sell a midfield. You can't have two. You, or we already have two. You can't have three, so we're gonna need to make another splash in the transfer market. Like, not we not need to, but I see us making a splash in the transfer market, like we did with Sandro Tonali. Uh, now this this might be a little bit different because 
you know, Ben Assayer is probably not going to leave us for $70 million. I'd say he'd be about $50 million, $45 million player. And might be even less depending on the season he's going to have coming off that injury. Really, really nasty injury to the right ankle. So uh, I really hope the, the best for him. And hopefully he'll have a longer history at this club. But uh, again, Ishmael Benesay, a big question mark going into this. And uh, we've talked about most of the acquisitions. I think it's time to talk about some of the departures. So Junior Messias just got hurt in that Real Madrid game. And even before the Real Madrid game, we were trying to get rid of him. And he is an even more, you know, just a, a dangerous asset for us, I guess you could say. Uh, losing us money. He's injured. He's can't really count on him. Uh, he's got some, something, sometimes. I'm not going to say he's completely useless. But uh, right now we're just trying to offload him to uh, Torino, which is the other. That's, that's what I've been hearing is that we're trying to offload him to Torino or West Ham United in in Premier League, and that honestly, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want uh, less than ten million for him. But I would be happy with like twelve million. I wouldn't be disappointed with twelve million. But I did see something with Torino. They wanted to trade one of their players. I forget his first name, but his last name is Single, and eight million dollars. Mm. Pioli just turned that down, which is their head coach. He just turned that down. He didn't like singles play style. Can't really blame him. Uh, even if you know, any player we get out of this trade is pretty much going to be useless to us. Just another depth player. So uh, I would just take the money and not take a player. That's just more stuff. It's another person we have to pay. Another person that could get injured. Uh, you feel me? Yeah. But uh, shit, man. We're also also looking to get off uh, someone who's kind of just been... Uh, a big part of our club in terms of spirituality, uh, Ante Rebic. Uh, he's had s some beautiful moments with us his time here. Some beautiful game winners. He is absolutely he is Juve's kryptonite. He is Juve's kryptonite. And what he's done against Juventus for us, I think he's had two game winners against Juventus and for, for, for the time that he plays. He's a sub. So I think that, 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 that just says enough. But uh, we're going to be missing him. And I saw something about a loan to Besika, to Besikitas, which is the uh, Super League team in Turkey. But uh, honestly, it said, uh, I read it too fast, and it said uh, Rebic to Besitas for fucking .5 million. And I was like, dude, no, like, no way. Like, no way at all. The Rowdies should buy this man. If he's 500k, the fucking Rowdies should buy this man. But I read it wrong. It was just a loan transfer fee. Which are typically a very very less because it's not a full time buy, but uh, honestly, that's moving into some of the last stuff we have to talk about, which is uh, Marco Sportilio had a had a great showing against Juve. Uh, did did okay in penalty shootouts. Ended up conceding four four penalties to lose the game, but uh, he was good against against Real Madrid too. I'm not I'm not gonna say he was bad. Uh, he conceded three. But uh, it's preseason, you're not really caring. And some of the highlights that he did make in those were good saves. He had a diving save into the, into the left corner where he just flew like like a couple feet. And I was like, man, like who is this guy? I, I want him to be our backup. I don't want him to start at all because we have the best goalie in the world in net. But if it comes to the point, like it did last season, where Ming Young 
breaks his fucking leg, uh, and we have to put Tata Rusano in. I would much rather like Marcos Fortilio than Tata Rusano. I think we already got Tata Rusano out of there. Uh, kind of was holding us back for the entire season. The reason why, in my opinion, we didn't finish top three was because of that injury to Mike. But uh, I think we'll definitely have a better season than next than last year, hundred percent. Especially with the acquisition of Jonas Musa, if we can get that confirmed, 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 then he will be a dangerous player for us. But uh, that pretty much wraps up all I have to say about AC Milan in this transfer window. It's been a great one, been a great Mercato. I've been looking forward to more more of the moves that we that we can make, more of the moves that uh, maybe are shut down. Hopefully, hopefully some of the moves that are, are being shut down, some players that. Uh, we might sell, but I do not want us to sell uh, <coughs> Dale Hernandez and Mike Mignon. But uh, hopefully we don't let go of those guys. But, and uh, if you guys want more updated news on AC Milan, make sure you're following us on uh, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Threads, and Instagram at Tea Time Reports, and follow Caden on his personal Twitter, Caden uh, Carroll. I'm sure you can find that pretty easily if you're oh, yeah. following the show's um, Twitter account. He's very active about the AC Milan news on Twitter for sure, but um, yeah, no, it definitely sounds like an interesting like kind of off-season for, for that club so mm-hmm. far, and make it's making me excited to see, especially Chris and Pulisic. I mean, that's the oh, only yeah. reason I really needed to watch them this upcoming uh, season. season. Um, and then we got, we got Paramount Plus, so we can watch all the AC Milan games, and when they're in Champions League, we can watch them kick ass in Champions League. And one last thing, I hope um, everyone enjoys the new some of the new episode arts. Uh, this is the first episode, like new episode where this is going to be like posted with a template. But if you go back and listen to the two other AC Milan episodes that uh, we've done, you can see that new episode on there, episode art on there as well. But uh, thank you everyone out there for supporting Tea Time Reports. It's greatly appreciated. Caden, thanks for coming over yeah, and doing always. this segment on the AC always. Milan. Um, but everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Sempre Milan. <laughs>